0: Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're gonna take a look at a report from BDSA or BDS Analytics about what is driving the surge in per capita spending. To help us do that is Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney. Katrina, thanks for being back on the podcast.
1: Morning, Josh.
0: So we've got a graph here with Colorado, California and Alaska. BDS goes on to say that when Colorado first launched adult use sales in 2014, the existing medical market opened up to a wave of new consumers including those from the sizable illicit market, as well as new consumers who previously had little or no experience with cannabis. The launch of adult use sales in other US states along with expanding medical programs have led to an increase in legal per capita sales across the US at 31% compounded annual growth rate from 2013 to 2019. While the tremendous growth of the past six years is expected too slow, per capita sales are likely to increase for years to come as cannabis producers continue to adapt to the desires of an increasing diverse and growing legal market for the consumer base. And not surprisingly, the fastest in per capita sales and driven by adult use markets with Colorado sales rising from $64 per capita in 2013 to $290 per capita in 2019 the graph doesn't include California, but with this virus, that's also been an increase. Online sales in California are $60 minimums, but we we were seeing 120 ish ish uh, during the early parts of the, that pandemic.
1: Uh, Josh, I'd like to correct you. This uh, graph does include California. Did you mean Washington?
0: No, I'm in California. I just wasn't paying attention, so thanks for that.
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry.
0: No, no, no coffee. good yeah no i haven't had my coffee yet that is a good point actually i haven't had coffee since around april 20th of this year totally cut it out um and it is interesting you would think that your body would slowly start to like wake up and i don't know i might have to shift to like cold showers or something stupid
1: <laughs> we should have a graph about correlations between coffee and podcast josh
0: we do have one about what cannabis and coffee does so you'll have to check that one out. It's kind of interesting.
1: <laughs> what I find interesting about this graph is Alaska. Uh, Alaska is off the charts on this graph.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, I guess in 2017, um, it kind of just took off and is, is going. So maybe that has to do with they get free money all the time. We saw with, um relief checks that a lot of that went into cannabis sales huge pops um, as soon as those those checks came out with alaska they have annual checks for residents um, for oil and so maybe they're using that for cannabis i know that there's there's a huge huge market up there for for cannabis consumers from fairbanks to alaska valdez everyone seems to smoke pot up there i love it um, but they do spend the most over 400 dollars Uh, per capita up there?
1: You know, Josh, I would like to know what the average price is for the cannabis product on the shelf, uh, which might explain um, uh, the high dollar amount. Uh, Maybe uh, cannabis is more expensive up there, Uh, but I I really, uh, they're they're up there in line with Colorado, so uh, makes sense a little bit, Uh, but cannabis in Alaska has always been an interesting interesting uh, topic because it's very hard to grow up there uh, including uh, indoors uh, because it's so expensive so uh, th- that's an interesting graph and go Alaska.
0: <laughs> if Fairbanks has been the cannabis capital just they have a lot more sun 23 hours uh, during the summer and so with Colorado requiring a lot more tourism um, maybe it's just that they smoke more up there. I don't know, the winters are really, really boring unless you're into outdoor sports. So maybe they just uh, they eat a lot of edibles in the winter. I don't know. Let us know if you're from Alaska, what are you guys doing? What, how much are you guys paying?
1: Yeah, I'd like to know actually to our listeners, if you have any more detailed data about Alaska, I'd like to know because I don't really see Alaska uh, con- consumers consuming more uh cannabis than uh colorado or california uh so it i'd like to know if you if if somebody out there that's listening knows what's going on in alaska let us know please
0: yeah we also did a medical marijuana snapshot for alaska and just like any other regulated market it's really really low Um, Being born in Fairbanks doesn't help me because I haven't been there in a really long time. It's just too damn cold. So help us out if you're from Alaska. Let us know what's going on. We can see that significant drivers of the growth was a long time cannabis buyers embracing legal channels, although new consumers have also contributed to the increase in per capita sales. We can see from BDS consumer insight data indicating that cannabis consumption in Colorado uh, grew from 24% in the third quarter of 2017 to 42% in the third quarter of 2019. US markets with more modest growth per capita sales have also experienced slower growth in consumption. California consumer growth, for example, expanded at a slower rate from 23% in the first quarter of 2017 to 37% in the third quarter of 2019. And according to per capita spending, only grew about 15% between 2016 and 2019. And while U.S. per capita growth is expected to slow relative to the high growth rates observed from 2013 to 2019, cannabis sales are still forecasted to grow at 17% compounded annual growth rate through 2025. And sales growth in new adult use markets will of course be dramatically higher than that.
1: Josh, can I ask you about that? Do you really think that cannabis consumption is gonna plateau in five years?
0: no because we're going to have more and more states rolling out right we only have 11 regulated states and so i think that there hasn't been a global cannabis uh tourism yet so that's another aspect to play on top of that but for now with you know cbd only going to medical going to rec that's just more and more so i i think 2025 is far too soon to say that there's a plateau uh, there's going to be a lot more people with CBD um, knowledge. You know that's going to be the um, the tool, if you will, to kind of break through. And so I don't see that plateau happening anytime soon.
1: I would I would agree with that. I think uh, five years from now, I don't think even the Uh, Established markets like Washington and Colorado and Vegas are are going to see their plateau, uh, because I do think new products are going to come online uh, and it will become increasingly more normalized and uh, consumers that may or may not have been tempted with the mere passage of legalization. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the we'll get into the market, uh, realizing that uh, the product is safer. Uh, you know, it, it, certainly with all the testing protocols around legalized cannabis, uh, certainly is safer than uh, the the product you may or may not get on the street corner. Uh, but also, uh, I think as the regulated markets mature, you're going to see the price start to normalize as well. And that includes the taxation, uh, which greatly affects the price. Uh, As you may recall, Josh, in Washington, we came out of the gate taxing at 37, uh, 33 to 37% at every level, grower, producer, and uh, retailer, which just made the product so expensive that it just wasn't worth it. So Washington changed that up a little bit. Uh, and many other states uh, are, are realizing that uh, while the tax income from legalized cannabis is, is a great boom to their economy, if they impose too many taxes, it just drives people back to the illicit market because the price points too high. So I think there's a combination of, of things, uh, normalization for the soccer moms, uh, you know, we talk about the soccer moms quite a bit, but also Uh, the price will settle down and uh, new products coming on the market to entice someone. Uh, You may not want to roll a doobie and light it up. Uh, So there's other ways to consume cannabis and, and the consumers will become more familiar with that and more comfortable with that. So maybe that's what's driving this growth
0: there's a few things driving it and i think that we're going to have to look at statistics differently moving forward as just consumer preferences shift there's a lot of there's a lot less disposable income and so instead of looking at sales month over month we're going to have to look at um you know maybe percentage of disposable income or just um, you know how many packages they buy because they're going to be shifting their preferences from top shelf to whatever they can afford so maybe they're buying more product but it's less quality so Some of the the analytics are gonna shift, but regardless, I think the drive in demand is gonna be here for a long time. We can look uh, in existing adult use states, there's three main drivers for that continued growth. You've got cannabis products appealing to the needs and desires of new consumers. You have improved product availability and growing acceptance of cannabis. So, and again, a lot of that was CBD kind of being the gateway to cannabis acceptance and of course being, uh deemed essential business during the pandemic and then a subset of that is people like the ease of use the discretion and then recognizing cannabis just from other product goods
1: yeah i think the the chocolates and the candies uh are are a good example of that uh doesn't smell tastes pretty good and uh why not just have a mint uh mr moxie's mints uh which we have here in washington are very, very popular. Uh, comes in a tin that looks like Altoids, uh, doesn't smell, pop a mint in As you in as you're watching your kids' uh, violin concert, and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, so BDS Analytics Consumer Insight from first quarter of 2020 demonstrated that products such as gummies and candies and baked goods were among the most consumed edibles. 60% of existing edible consumers reported gummies, candies, and baked goods. And that was kind of everything. We didn't, aside from cannabis, it was also just in the regular grocery store. People were buying flour and chocolate chips and just comfort foods in general. So I think that kind of was the same thing. People weren't working. So instead of topicals, they were going towards edibles. But we we're seeing other ingestible products offering familiar factors for new consumers becoming increasingly more common and popular, like chewing gum.
1: Chewing or- gum. I, uh, there might be gum. I haven't seen a gum yet, but Uh, It wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting as well. So um, 8% of respondents reported consuming uh, in the first quarter of 2020. That was up 5% from the third quarter of 2018. Powder mixed drinks were 5% reported consuming in the first quarter of 2020, up from 2%. And sparkling and carbonated waters were experiencing an increase in uh, consumption growing from 3% in 2018 to 5% in 2020. So, current innovations they include fine-tuning their products to the to the needs of more discerning uh, people that want more flavor, uh, more options, maybe a higher THC for people like me, um, including other cannabinoids. There's a lot of awareness, obviously, with CBD and CBG and some of these other things. So, continued fueling that growth of a per, per capita sales growth in the U.S.
1: I like the numbers.
0: Yeah. And I think as the prices come down, that's obviously going to be a huge driver as well. Right. So we saw that with CBD prices, kilos going from 18,000 water soluble all the way down to 3000. And then now you can find it as low as 300 um, (laughs) quality pending. Uh, And we'll see the same thing with other cannabinoids. So obviously with the price going down, Um, some people will get out of the game, provide other opportunities for other business. And then hopefully some of these products will be more affordable. No one's running out to Starbucks, spending $20 on a lemonade or coffee, right? So in order to get the volume up, you need to reduce the price. And hopefully we'll see that, uh, in the near future.
1: You know, Josh, your Starbucks example is really interesting because in the 90s, I don't think anybody would have said people would have paid $5 for a cup of coffee every day. Uh, And that became the norm uh, with not only Starbucks doing it, but a barista on every corner, especially in Seattle, (laughs) coffee capital of the universe, um, where $5 coffee became the norm. Uh, But I do agree that uh, $20 coffee uh, would be just uh, excessive and too pricey uh, and, and you and I have spoken on this podcast about the price of some of these uh, alternative forms of um, uh, consuming cannabis. For example, these beverages, uh, you know, a 16 ounce beverage can can be, uh, you know, $50. Uh, and, and who wants to pay $50 for a beverage? Now you come down, uh, there are some people that will, you know, for aged whiskies and sakis and wines and things Uh, but that market is very very small compared to the let's call it the uh the the bud light level of market where people just uh want um uh, affordable experiences so i don't know i i do think the price point is very important though especially for a repeat user As we've seen with the current times, uh, people are stuck at home and uh, they don't really have any other entertainment options uh, beyond their four walls. And, um, you know, if it's too expensive, they can't do it. (laughs) But every day, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if you'd want to be eating gummies every day, unless it was a Sugar-free gummy, <laughs> but
0: yeah, that's another thing. I would expect to see a lot more holistic products coming out with CBD. You know, people don't really look at CBD and chocolate or CBD and gummies necessarily. They're gonna want CBD with a smoothie. So hopefully that will kind of create new trends. But uh, you are just gonna have to come back to the Talking Hedge and find out. Well, I want to thank my guest Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi,
0: my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pot Moms Podcast. I started the Pot Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis. Keep blazing and stay amazing.